Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers, and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thank you for joining me. How the hell are you? I had a huge weekend. Electric Mary launched their new album, Mother, and I was lucky enough to host their listening party and record the first ever live Art of Touring podcast with the boys at Memo Music Hall. Um, I crashed hard on Sunday, though. Oh, my God. I think I got a bit of heat stroke because I was I was all over the shop, man. Headache, lethargic. I think it was just burning the candle at both ends. Have you ever done that before? Going to work and then going out, then going back to work. Oh, man, I was out of... I was out of sorts. I've come good today, though. I'm recording this on uh, Monday night. I usually record these on Sunday night, but, mate, forget about it. Last night, I was in no shape. Um, but, hey, look, you know, at least I uh, I have all my faculties together, so we can be thankful for that. Now, this interview that I got to do with uh, Electric Mary on the weekend was out of control. Um, bit of a... Bit of a lifelong dream, really, to to interview musicians that you look up to and friends. Um, and this was this delivered everything I hoped it would. It had laughs. It had a, a bit of emotion in in there as well. Um, the audience got a lot a lot out of it. I think the lads got a lot out of it as well. So when you listen back, um, you can really what you're hearing is really of the moment, you know, what was shared on stage with me and the boys on Saturday night there Memo Music Hall. Um, uh, the atmosphere on the night was electric, pardon the pun, uh, and the boys spoke about their fave Mary tracks, uh, they break, we break down every song on the album, and we even had some audience Q&A at the end, which proved to be a great idea, especially at the end of the interview, because someone wanted to know something very personal about the boys, which proved to be hilarious, so stick around for that. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Tuesday. You can listen to Art of Turing on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. Um, and remember, Art of Turing is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. And you can check out all the other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. There is some coarse language in this week's episode, some swearing. So if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw uh, my little little pony on on the Netflix and then once they're dropped off at their at the pool for their swimming lessons um, get their floaties on you know make sure they're looked after and then you can throw Art of Touring back on. Now let's take a moment for this week's sponsor. Episode 45 of Art of Touring is brought to you this week by the Soul Food Cafe. Open seven days a week Serving up the best soul food in the Chicago State area. But remember your manners when you order. Once you walk that walk and talk that talk and whisper in my ear, tell me that you love me. I love that talk, that baby talk. Once you talk like that, I can't take it like that.
You got any uh, white bread? Yes. I'll have some toasted white bread, please. You want butter or jam on that toast, honey? No, ma'am. Dry. Got any fried chicken? Best damn chicken in the state. Bring me four fried chickens and a Coke. You want chicken wings or chicken legs? Four fried chickens and a Coke. And some dry white toast, please. You all want anything to drink with that? No, ma'am. A Coke. Be up in a minute. We got two hunkies out there dressed like Hasidic diamond merchants. Say what? They look like they're from the CIA or something. What they want to eat? The tall one wants white bread, toast, dry, with nothing on it. Elwood. And the other one wants four whole fried chickens and a Coke. And Jake shit the blues, brother. Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. This is usually where we hear a bit of the music from the artists that I'm interviewing uh, on the Art of Touring, but this week we're going to go straight into the conversation and then once we hear the first half of the interview, I'm going to show you some snippets of the album. So let's get straight into the first ever live Art of Touring with the Sizz Dog interviewing the one and only Electric Mary. Got it. 
Anybody here old enough to remember Sid James? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carry on up the Kyber. Are oh, you fucking people? <laughs> You'd love to be old. Now the artwork for the album is is very interesting, and the the name is uh, Mother. Now, is there a correlation there? Because when you see the record and and how it looks, it kind of invokes, in my mind anyway, Mother Earth. Is that the kind of thought behind it? Yeah, I think so. Yes. The wind for sister. Says the guy who did it. Yes. They paid thirty dollars to hear you say, "I think so." <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, this album delivers exactly what Electric Mary fans come to, um, you know, hear from you guys. You know, release after release. Are there any plans to release this on vinyl, gentlemen? Maybe I'll throw it to you guys. Yep. Yes. Well, there you go. It's coming out first. A vinyl release. There, there is, there is vinyl. It's, it's being released in uh, Europe at the moment. You can order it through there. And it will be, re- it'll be released here later. It comes in two colours: black and the same colour as spiders' glasses. Yes. Yeah. Yellow. Beautiful. Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of special releases, boys. Let's just cast our memory back a little while. I was going through my wife's underwear drawer tonight, and I found Hell yeah. a very special piece of merchandise. Are there any plans to re-release these bad boys? Yeah, I have a question for you. <laughs> yes. Why do you have that? <laughs> what do I have it? No, it's I'm wearing them. My, my lady wears them, not me. Who are you trying to say, man? I'll just put them back. That's 
very old merchandise. Haven't seen it in a long time, man. Yeah, they chose their podcast interviewer very, very well. Hey, listen, let's get straight into the questions about the actual album we're about to hear. The first track kicks off with a song called Gimme Love. Um, and now, this is a game that I love to play whenever I hear an Electric Mary song for the first time, and that's Guess the Solo. Who is playing first and who's playing second? I'll throw it to you guys now. I'm, I'm going to guess and they're going to tell me if I've got it right. I think the first solo is Pete and the second solo is Woodsy. Have I got it right, boys? Correct. <laughs> Correct. Two two. Wow. wow, does anyone else like to play that game? Yeah, it's one of my favourite pastimes. All the time, all the time. Spin the ball. It's when I first joined the band, I used to have to listen to one side of the guitar world to learn whatever side Pete wasn't doing. And we've recently on this album switched sides in the mix. So now I'm on the left and Pete's on the right. So when I'm driving along listening to it, I hear Pete's solos really loud because it's on my side of the car. <laughs> and I hear myself playing over there on the passenger side. He did that on purpose. Yes. Yeah, just to annoy me. Yeah. The second track kicks in and it's called uh, Hold On To What You Got. Have you still got your mic up there? What's going on? Nothing. Oh, you're good? You're good, Pete? I'm good. Um, the breakdown section after the second chorus is intense, which we will hear. Now, my question, boys, is who wrote that part? Of which the song? song? Uh, the second song, Hold On To What You Got. Um, that'd be Rusty. Yeah, Rusty, Rusty, yes. Then yes. How did you write it? Tell me the process. Well, I reckon he's got the best story. He's got a better memory than I have. Well... He came over, I had this, I had the, uh, the, the other parts of that song and just as he, we'd finished it, we'd done the demo of it, we'd done everything and he was walking out the door and he said, you know, we should do this, just this and he sang it with his voice and so I, we put it in there, we just, I played it and then put it in and that's how that became about. Yeah, right. Can I just say that, that song, actually Pete, he came up with it. We were at rehearsal at Deluxe, but Spider was playing along with him. Thank you. And he was... <laughs> hey, I was there too, mate. Yeah, you Come were on. there too. You we were, were too, having a smoke. You were smoking. Um, Spider was playing a drum beat that, that's, as a songwriter, I wouldn't push for, and it reminded me of Barracuda by Heart. And when I said it to him, he just looked at me but I was like no that's perfect because that's not something that I would come up with right. or think of to do and you've you know brand new drummer in our band and we've made the best album we've ever made pretty happy with that 100% man I agree yeah, give up a spot on the drums well, I actually have a specific question if we could just go off track for a minute um, for Spider what's it like being a new guy in the band man it's really weird. <laughs> Have you settled in yet? Yeah. Fantastic. Can't you move that microphone? <laughs> good chat, yeah. Good story, bro. He's good like that, mate. <laughs> right. yeah. I'll tell you a little story about Spider. I just wanted to talk into Al's crutch, that's all. Okay. Okay. This is a, this is a positive story. So, I'm doing a show and I've never met Spider before. And he, we'd do the show, play the drums, he's fantastic. And I said to the guy, mate, those stories you told me about Spider, 
Yeah, bullshit, man. He's unbelievable. He goes, oh, yeah, you'll see. A couple of weeks later, right in the middle of the song, he just kicked his drum kit over and walked off. <laughs> and I went, yeah, there's a guy with real passion. We need him in electric It was marriage. a steroid, so I have to must admit. <laughs> I had too many. I, I apologise for that, but hey, it worked. Do you remember that night? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done, do done it in other bands as well, so I don't know why. <laughs> we're getting off track, aren't we? That's all right. Fantastic stories, lads. I'm, we're all really enjoying the, uh, the reminiscing here. Hey, listen, the third track on the record we're about to hear uh, is a song called How Do You Do It? Now, let me just take you on a little bit of a journey here, folks. The track starts off sounding like a classic blues tune, and then it takes a listener on a rock and roll journey, okay? The main riff kicks in, uh, both guitars playing an octave apart. Musos in the audience might know what I'm talking about. And then it gets stripped back to just vocals, guitars, and bass for verse one. And then verse two starts, and it's just uh, the guitars again, uh, and then reintroducing the guitars, drums kick in, riff comes back, all right, and then the pre-chorus, and then a classic Electric Mary riff, solo versus solo starts, right? Then uh, the track, uh, that's the, and, then, and then that's the end of the song. So my question, boys, is how do you put the puzzle pieces together? I mean, do you get a whiteboard down, like, you know, a see-through whiteboard and start trying to do shit like, does the solo go here, does the pre-chorus go there? How the fuck do you put it together? You know... If, if that song was explained to me like that, which it just was, I'd never be able to play that live. I'd go, what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we don't think of it. No, it just kind of happens. The um, this two solo part you were talking about with that riff? Yeah. That's one of my favourite riffs. Um, I'm not sure who wrote it, but it was written in... In the pre-production studio. Yeah, it was in the room. Yeah, it was oh, in the room. Was. So it wasn't in the song before we got there. Where did you do the pre-production? Um, studio 1.B One One in yeah. Faulkner, which Dr. Dave's here somewhere. Where are you, Dr. Yeah, Dave? Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. Where are you, doctor? Put up your hand. Where is he? There he there is. There he is. Well, I've got to say, too, this song, uh, it's How Do You Do It, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rusty's best lyrics so far, I reckon, for me. I fucking love those lyrics. Wow, yeah, man. I sing them all the time at home. Thank you. you know, yeah, I'm, you know, touching myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, no, really, I, the really great. I'm a lyric guy, and uh, the great lyrics. It's really one. cool oh, when you can cool. be a fan of uh, your own band. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it happens all the time. And I know the line. He loves. Um, Take your money and what does it say? Let Just me do, do my thing. thing. He lo- for some reason he yeah. loves it. Oh, yeah, and that's okay. I really, really dig these lyrics. On the whole record, to be honest, this song particularly. Really great. Yeah. That's a cool thing. I did think a little bit more. Not that I've, you know, been um, not a thinking human being before, but I was, uh, we were catching, I was catching a train because I didn't have a car, catching a train to the recording studio every day. So I had more time to think about what I was going to say before I got there and had to sing at 10.30 a.m. in the morning. It was good though, it's great it's fun. Cool. It came together, man. Uh, the last track on side A is a song called Sorry About You. Yep. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna stay with Rusty on this one, if that's yep. okay, lads. Uh, fucking killer track, it's a six and a half minute epic 
Okay, so there's only eight tracks on the record, but don't let that distress you out because it's a long player, don't worry. And uh, the Sorry Baby, what is the, the thoughts behind that? How did you come about writing those lyrics? Is it about someone in particular? Can I ask that? Yeah, can you turn the house lights on? Can I see who's here first? Before I start, <laughs> start flapping my gums? I've just made peace with this person, so, yeah. It's a good thing. So, well, you're in the process of music, my friend. It's the oldest song we have. It's, it's probably nearly two years old now. Right. I wrote it a while ago when I was writing these other songs. And um, I think it was Al, and there was another song in, in the same era that he wanted to do that we didn't get to do, we'll do on the next one probably. And he said, no, no, we've got to do songs like this. It's fine, we've, we're moving now, we're moving in, you know, trying to widen our musical um, yeah, there's, two, there's two other songs that Rusty wrote that I've got on my, on my iTunes that are fucking great songs and he just wouldn't, wouldn't do it. So mm. um, I'm going to release them next week on my own label. <laughs> <laughs> my jazz label. Yeah, so... So it didn't have the musical start and end though, which was probably these two, I can't remember. It wasn't me, it wasn't the song, because the song just started where the vocals started. Yeah. Then we put in the studio again, at Dave's we put uh, a section at the start and a section at the end. And, and uh, yeah, is that right? Is that correct? Yeah. Is that how it went? Something like that. There you go. Well, boys, we'll probably leave it there for now, because now it is definitely time to hear the songs that we've been talking about. So before we have a listen to that, a couple of things. Again, get out your app, uh, slide.do, find it, and you can ask the boys a question. I'll get my phone up here and we can ask those questions from the audience. There's 172 of you out there, so someone must have a fucking question for the boys, all right? And uh, also, the lads are now going to come into the crowd, mingle with everybody, take a selfie, but just be sure, don't take up too much of their time because we want to get them moving around the whole room, okay? Let's hear track one of Mother. Thanks for coming. All right, there's part A of uh, my conversation with the boys from Electric Mary from Saturday Night. And what I'm going to do now, guys, I'm going to play you portions of the tracks that we heard. I'm not going to play the whole album, obviously, because we want you to go and buy it, okay, because it's so awesome. But um, I am going to play you parts of each song, um, which makes sense to the questions that um, you've just heard the boys answer. So uh, this first track is a song called Gimme Love, and we're going to hear the end part of the song. Um, a little bit of the chorus and the solos that we talk about. The first solo Pete takes and then that second solo Woody takes. Let's take a listen.
Okay, track two, hold on to what you got. It's coming up next. Uh, this is the breakdown section that the lad spoke about. Check it out. All right, track three now. How do you do it? Um, I asked the boys how they put this song together because it's a it's an epic track. Um, but I'm just going to choose to show you the lyrics um, that Alex really dug um, that he mentions in the pod. Check it out. Yeah, that riff, baby. And now the last track on side A, track four, Sorry Baby. Uh, Rusty speaks about this um, during the pod. And uh, like I said, it is a six and a half minute track. So I'm just going to choose a little snippet for you. Here it is. I don't care what you really think or what you're going to do. The situation is in your hands. Yeah, true. Every night, every day, yeah, I tiptoe around your way. I guess it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't really matter. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. If you want to hear the rest of that one, go to get the record. Now we're going to go into the next and final section of my interview with Electric Mary. Here we go. All right, side A in the bag. Can we get the Electric Mary boys back on stage? We're going to ask some more questions. Here comes Rusty. On your buddy. All right. We've got a few questions from the audience. We've got five. So uh, if you do still want to ask a question, there is time. It's S-L-I-D-O. Put that in the Google machine. It's actually dot D-O. Dot D-O works as well. Thank you, Rusty. And, uh, and not Ronnie James D-O, but Ronnie, dot no, D-O. Not Ronnie James D-O, no. Uh, put in the code Mary and you can ask a question. All right. Hello, Brit. It's Woodsy. Hello. Woodsy. No one calls Woodsy Woodsy in our band. He's Woody. When your last name is Wood, there's many variable nicknames. He's Woody. Woodsy. 
I called him Woody the other day and someone correct me and said Woodsy. That would be me, David. Okay, so you called him Woodsy. <laughs> yeah, right. Correct. I've got another name for him. <laughs> What is it? Well, he's our drummer that I wrapped up for for half an hour before. <laughs> he quit. Where's he gone? Are you mate? Yeah, enough. Yeah. He's he probably he's kicking like over a drum <laughs> shit at <laughs> someone exactly. else's gig. I can see someone coming towards the stage. Here he is. I think that's a spider. Wear my sunglasses at night. You can't miss him. Sunglasses are on your head, mate. Corey Hart. That's who it was. <laughs> His mum paid for the album, too. All right, boys, well, before we hear the second half of the album and ask you a couple more questions about it, Side B begins, and it's a song called The Way You Make Me Feel. Now, I was expecting a Michael Jackson cover, as with most people when uh, you hear that title, but you did a very is that, is, that, is that really a Michael Jackson song? What's that? Is that really a Michael Jackson song? It is. Is it? The way you make me feel. Fuck, you fuck make me feel. <laughs> no, it's funny because he must have been off his head, hey? He must have been off his head because I was waiting for him to say, you can't call it that, mate. <laughs> and you haven't picked up on it? No, not until now. <laughs> so when you put it on the car, you're just going to go... It's actually my favourite song on the record, so... Well, so fuck you, man. Love it. <laughs> so the first line of that song, can I push in here? Sorry. Yeah, on, the, um, on the Facebook, which I'm on sometimes... I met a guy, an old WWE wrestler, and he's called Knuckles Nelson. Right. Yes. And, um, and this, this is true. Uh, we still talk. We've talked for over a year now. And he um, told me that our songs and music had saved his life. Like he was thinking about, yeah, wow. going out by his own hand. And uh, he seems like a really great guy. And he, I used his name in the first line. I'm going to move you on to Knuckles. Going to see what he can do for me. Fantastic. Yeah. Another on your Knuckles. Another fan in the house. An amazing message, Rusty. Man. And then you named it after a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> <laughs> well, the line is actually a precursor to the, the title because I hate the way you make me feel, but then the title of the song is yeah. the way you make me feel. So it's very clever, I love it. Um, now this See. next track that we will hear very soon, It's All Right. And this is my favorite track of the album. I got to hear it early uh, yesterday, which was fantastic. It's catchy as fuck. I think everyone, when they hear it, will be singing along like that. Um, will this be the next single? That's the question. I, th I, I think it should be. But it has to be Pete's edit. So Pete edited it, edited it, edited it, down to about four minutes, because I think it's another six-minute song. It's five and a half minutes. Right. Yeah. He knows exactly. But you did edit it. Five minutes, 25, actually. Right. Well, it's not five minutes, 25. Yeah. If we can do this and we can edit it, it will be new. But you can't give a five-minute, 25-second song to a radio station, because right. I'll just say, I'm sorry, baby. I'll say one thing, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> That's true, man, yeah. Tell them, no, this is the single, it goes for this long, fucking deal with it. Sorry, I, I missed what he said. Bohemian Rhapsody. For some reason, I thought you said Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and that's why I asked. <laughs> 
What has that got to do with that song? <laughs> there you go. Now, boys, uh, I'm going to go off track here Imagine again just quickly. A lot of musicians are superstitious, okay? And they uh, like to bring on a very specific item. It kind of struck me in my mind because you just said Bohemian Rhapsody, you know? Freddie Mercury would always come on stage with the same silver broken mic stand. Do any of you boys have a specific thing that you have to play with to feel comfortable <laughs> other than the penis? I think you said the wrong thing there, Dan. <laughs> I knew where your minds were going. Spidey, you're first. Spidey, <laughs> Is there anything that you have to come on the stage with to feel comfortable, like a special pair of undies or a pair of drumsticks that you have to have? Anything special for you? You don't give a fuck. As long as, uh, you know, as long as I'm, uh, I've had a banana uh, and some, uh, and maybe some popcorn, then yeah. I, feel, I, feel, I feel ready. Then you feel ready? Yep. Love it. Absolutely. And, and six shots. <laughs> Go on, Al, you're next. Huh? Pardon? I do, actually. For about 20 years now, I've liked... I like to have a shot of white Sambuca. We don't have any here tonight. So they've given me black Sambuca just to throw me. But I, re- <laughs> I reckon I'll be able to push it. That's actually true. Probably about 20 years. It doesn't happen every night, but I like to have a shot of white Sambuca before I go on. What about you boys? Is there like a... As long as Brett's okay, I'm okay, so... You're all good. Yeah, so sweet. There. I love it. The That's the romance. Track, boys, long, long day. This has got a slow beat per minute, yeah? Is this the ballad of the album, Could, would you say? If you can call it that? Possibly. Yeah. Long, long day. It's a grunge ballad. Spider says it's a grunge ballad. Um, I just, There's definitely something a bit Soundgarden about it, like early Soundgarden about I it. Did, yeah. I, I think you know. I just tuned the E string to D and just played over the E, or e and A string and came up with this little thing. And I taped it on my uh, phone and I just kept singing things over and over and over. And, and I don't know, I played it to somebody here on the stage and they liked it. So as long as somebody in our band likes it, if, you know, the songwriter writes the song, but yeah. someone in the band has to like it before we push forward. Yes. Because there's songs we've done that don't make the cut. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just not right time or whatever. But, you know, we, we always, Pete and I especially, because he has a lot of the stuff on computer, we always go back and have a look just in case we missed something. And there's been ones where we've gone, hey, we should do something with this. We should revisit it, yeah. Yeah, but we don't. And yeah. I reckon the reason we don't is the reason we never played it in the start at the start because yeah. somebody didn't like it and it just didn't feel right. Yeah, right. Um, Alex, I'm going to throw this one to you. Now, your uh, bass guitar has got a few dings on it. How many of those dings were already there when you got the guitar, and how many uh, all because of your rock and roll presence? Uh, I bought it when I was 18. I was on the doll. I bought it on Russell Street. It was mint condition, man. Absolutely mint condition. So, yeah. yes. So, it's an original 73, but it's, uh, yeah, it's... um. That's, that's all you, every single thing. Every bit. Every bit of blood, every bit of bourbon, every bit of all of it, yes. It's my favourite. It's my favourite. It's, it's, oh, it's the only thing I've ever bought that's uh, accumulated in value, so... Yeah. He, gets, he gets regular um, tetanus shots. Yeah. There, is, there is a guitar you own. Is it that one or the Falcon? 
that you've never wiped down? It's that one. I've never wiped down. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's got yeah, scunge all over it. It comes in an Uber by itself to the gig. <laughs> Fantastic, boys. Fucking sounds good, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, before we throw the questions from the audience, because we do have a number of them, uh, the last track, we've all heard it before, it was released about 12 months ago, Woman. Um, the swap between the high reef to the low reef is rad. BW, you've got the first solo on this one. And then Pete, you come in with solo too. Now the swap between those solos feels to me like a Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan assist. How? How, how do you guys, it's seamless, it really is. Like just like, the, it's like imagine a ball getting thrown to Scotty Pippen or thrown to Michael Jordan. It's exactly the same way when I feel yes. like when we hear this exactly. song. Yes, like exactly. I'm fucking finishing this riff and then fucking bang it goes over to Pete. You 100% know I mean? man. Now is that something that you guys really have to work on or now that you know each other so well it's just like I know where this is coming up I'm going to give it to him. Yep. I actually, I actually, no, I, I actually don't, we don't think about it that much. But, but no, if you think about it though, when we made the clip for that, we were saying, as you change solos, walk over, fucking high five. I remember we were trying to do like a Steve vibe, whatever, cheesy thing, which it didn't look like. But, but it was because they do hand over I'm so very well. It didn't look like that. Sorry? I'm so glad it didn't look like that. No, well, you, you wouldn't wear the spandex I wanted you to wear, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I did want to wear the seatless pants. I, do, I, do I always believe. thought that, that solo. Sorry, talking over each other. I do believe when we're uh, in the writing process, these two chat about which um, key they would rather solo in. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Is that correct? There's a lot of times when, when it goes to a solo, we change. We actually change the key because it, it kind of it lifts it to a different. And, and it, instead of playing the same thing over and over, and you're playing over the same. You know. One, one solo will be taken in a different key and then it will go back down to the, to the key. So we do that a lot as well, which, which happened in... Did it happen in that song? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I went up to yeah. C sharp. Yes. Okay. yes, it did. C sharp, there you go. He said it went to C sharp. Crazy. Solos in C sharp. Oh, there's... Uh, oh, yeah. And there's, that's kind of been something that I've always liked about our band because I was a fan of our band before I was in it, was... The solo trades were always interesting to me as a guitarist, not just because of the key changes, but sometimes there'll be a riff change or a little feel change in the band that'll happen under one of the solos and then it goes back to a riff. Or I just always liked that. So I think it happens a little bit naturally now because we've been doing it so long, I think. Agreed. It's a cool thing, man. All right, we're going to slide over to the questions. We've got a few of them from the audience. This one comes from Ben. You've supported some great acts. Who has been your favourite uh, and most surprising of the acts that you have supported? Oh, I, I would say Judas Priest was probably one of the, the funnest ones because uh, I think with Sepultura was supposed to be playing and they got cancelled, so we got moved up. So this crowd, we got to, I think Perth was the first show, was my second gig with the band, and this 10,000 people wanting to see Sepultura... And we walked on and they're like, who the fuck are you guys? And, uh, uh, there was one kid in the crowd, I remember, he just abused us, threw shit at us the whole show. And then after the show, he came and found us one in an autograph. Little fucker. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But that, that, was, that was such an exciting tour, though. It was so fun. And they were lovely guys to us. Yeah, yeah. 
there's, he thanked us every night too on stage, Rob. Yes. There was also a guy, and I do believe it's MySpace and not Facebook, that wrote me an email when he found out we were supporting, saying, how fucking dare you be the support act for Judas Priest? You're a pop band, you're a... I just went on and on. He was like someone from Geelong, and I called him out in Melbourne, like, are you here, man? Come outside. But I, I've got to say, going on to face 10,000 angry metal fans, it's like, you know, it's, it's trial by fire. We smashed it. it was Judas Priest yeah. didn't want a metal band, though. They wanted a blues rock band. Yeah. But one of the things that, that made me laugh was I, I had some friends in the crowd of, of, of the Judas Priest show, and, and they were standing behind all these bikies. And, and when we were on, all the bikies were yelling out, Fuck off, you faggots! And, and I'm thinking... <laughs> But you're watching Rob Halford. Now. You're watching Rob Halford. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> My greatest moment was walking past the stage as Rob Halford was walking across the stage that way and I was walking that way. And he was high up and I saw about 12 inches going down to his knee. And I'm like, surely that's not you. Surely. And is that why he sings so high? Because... And you know what? He never hung out with any blokes. It was always just girls around him. They were probably yeah. his helpers. Yeah. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. Yeah, I've got to also say, when we played uh, Hellfest, we played with uh, Kiss. They were on that, that night. And, uh, yeah. and it was... Made, and, uh, I was standing side of stage and Gene and Paul in all their gear, all the boots on, got out of the car and were there. And I was, it was like, fuck, man, it was them. It was just, it was a moment, man. I almost cried, I almost cried. You know, it was really, it was overwhelming because it's yeah. them, man. It's like, you know, in all their makeup, all the boots. And it was really, that was like, oh. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> we had a uh, little moment where Pete was talking to the drummer of Slayer, whatever his name is. And he mentioned a certain band and I was a little bit further back and when he mentioned the name of the band, I wasn't in the conversation, I stupidly went <laughs> and he walked straight over to me and said, you had a fucking problem, man? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's the drummer from Slayer, man. <laughs> no. Fantastic. Now this next one comes from Cole. He reckons you rip it up, Rusty, and he wants to know who your greatest influences are vocally. Who, who do you aspire when you're singing, man? Who's, who's your um, So, when I was a kid, the first one that really grabbed me was David Coverdale. Coverdale and Hughes um, in uh, Deep Purple, Mark III, was the greatest. And, and anyone with that tonal quality, I love Dio, um, Lou Graham. But, but one of the ones actually is an Australian guy, Mick Peeling. He, I played in a band with him and he's a phenomenal singer and he's still brilliant to this day. We're mates and I'm not just saying that because we're mates. But uh, yeah, he, he showed me a lot of things. When I played in his band, I was the bass player and he was the singer. And I learned a lot of things from him. So yeah, there is the Coverdales and the Glenn Hughes's who I've met in the nice, but, but probably Mick Peeling from Australia, yeah. Nice one, man. Uh, Frank has noticed 
the Dumble head on stage. And he wants to know, do you play through this head on specific songs or do you play through both heads all gig? The, no, the, I would, if I had a splitter, it would be both amps all gig. The Dumble's my backup, which is kind of funny because it's probably known as one of the most expensive amps of all time. But uh, the Marshall at our last show um, spat the dummy and red plated a bunch of tubes. So that's my backup tonight. So, but it looks nice, doesn't it? Now the secret's out. <laughs> now, we have touched on this a little bit, but this is a good question. I wanted to ask it, and that is, how do you guys decide who gets the solo? If there's only one, because... I always get the solo unless I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Who gets the solo, man? What a guy. All right, you do it. I like this key, man. Fantastic. Now... I've been in this band since I <laughs> Yeah. Now, in your back catalogue, guys, can you name a favourite song that you like to play? What's your favourite song that you like to play, Brett, in the back catalogue? Wow. Gets uh, your juices flowing every time you get to play it. That's... Oh, there's a few, but Hey Now and uh, Do Me I Love. Yeah. Do Me for sure. Two yeah. We Don't Play Anymore. Oh, yeah. That's a great song to play. Pete, which one do you like, just you can't wait to play? Um, Sweet Transvestite and... <laughs> oh, is that this band? No, it's not, is it? <laughs> oh, shit. You are wearing stockings under there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, they're all good. I like them all. Every, every song has its moment. I love playing Gasoline and Guns because it just has a good energy about it. So, so that's one of my favourites. Gasoline and Guns is mine. As well. Yeah. I'm following you. Yeah. Spit. And do it, you said, Alex, you said do it, didn't you? Uh, do me, do it would be one, well. yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, quite a few. When I was a fan of the band before I joined, so we used to, my band used to support these guys, so I used to watch them and go, fuck, how good is this band? Yeah. And then and the bass player used to live above me, so when I heard he was weak, I could convince him to move to LA, actually, true story. <laughs> and uh, he moved to LA, I joined the band, and we went on tour around the world, and I was like, fucking yes! <laughs> So I enjoy a lot of the songs because I was a true fan beforehand. Well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I would say Do Me, Hey Now, those kind of songs. Uh, and um, what was the Crash Down on Your Head? That's one we haven't done in a long time. Yeah. Right, yeah. fuck it. What a song, man. It's a monster. Yeah. Spider. Well, uh, I'm still learning most of them, so... <laughs> <clears throat> but if I had a favourite, I would... Uh, yeah, I'd probably say Hey Now. It's, uh, it's a good drum song. It's good to play. But I like all of them. They're all fucking really hard. So you better put it back in the set then. (laughs) Seems you're all like it. We've got three votes. It's a testament to to the songwriting that happened even, you know, it's still happening now, but from before any of us had a take in the band is that we were all fans of it. We all liked it anyway. So it's a testament to the guys that wrote those songs. It's a funny thing to play in it, play a gig with a, song, a band that you're a fan of. The songwriting has really changed too now because when we first started, I had my own recording equipment. So I recorded songs, played all the bits and said, oh, we do this, we do this. Then I didn't have that anymore. And then I went to Pete's and we started recording songs together at his house. On this record here though, we all sat around at a studio, at Dave's studio and worked on the songs together. It's probably the first time we've ever done that. 
It would be. Let Me Out was the only song that we all wrote. Yeah. I think Erwin came up with the riff, and then maybe Neil I come up with something else, you come up with something, and I sang it the next day. That's the only really song that we've all done until this record. We've all, there's every one of us on this album is, you know, has a part of their DNA on it. Yeah, man. Which is great. It's funny you mentioned Let Me Out because that's my favourite track from an Electric Mary, the definition of insanity EP. Which one? Let Me Out. 100%. It's Let Me Go. As some drunk punter thought you was. <laughs> if you've heard Art of Turing podcast, Rusty appeared a little while ago. and uh, It wasn't called Let Me Out at the start. It was oh, actually what? called Check Me Out. Check Me Out. Is that right? There you go. Now we only have time for one more question and these have all been fantastic but someone who wants to remain anonymous has asked us boys who has the biggest cock? Who has the biggest cock? I hope it's a chick who wants to know. Why have you gone man? Why have you gone man? man? That's a stupid question to ask. I love it. Well let's give it up for Paul Spider Merritt on the drums, everyone. Give it up, Terry. We've got Alex Warnjack on the bass. Good to have him back. Thanks Rusty for coming, guys. Merritt Thanks for coming. on the vocals, everybody. Pete Robinson on the guitar. And Brett Wood on the guitar. My name is Sinsdog. This podcast will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts in about a week or two. And now let's listen to the rest of the album. There we have it, everybody. There's my conversation with Electric Mary from the Memo Music Hall uh, on Saturday. And now let's hear just those little parts of those tracks so you've got a bit of context for what the boys were talking about. That first track off Side B is a song called The Way You Make Me Feel. And uh, Rusty tells a story about a wrestler called Knuckles Nelson, and he talks about him in the very first line of the song. Let's check that out. On to track six of the album. This one is my favorite track, as uh, spoken about um, on the pod. Let's check out this killer chorus. Right, and here's a little bit of Long Long Day as well. I think I mentioned that this possibly is the the ballad of the album, but I don't know where I got that from. This one is huge. Check it out.
And that brings us to the final track on the album, Woman, the single from uh, about a year ago with this fucking awesome film clip and obviously is the inspiration as well for the artwork that Alex put together for this record. During the pod, I talk about how Brett Wood and Pete Robinson swap from solo to solo seamlessly. So I'm just going to try and give you a little bit of that part of the track. Now, if that doesn't give you a a boner, I don't know what does, a guitar boner. These guys are out of control. Uh, I've really enjoyed putting this podcast together this week, getting to hear this music, Um, obviously interviewing the guys on the weekend, and now putting this pod together for you guys. Now, if this podcast doesn't give you enough ammunition, enough juice uh, in your pencil to go out and grab this album. I don't know what else we can do. So that is a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 45, all done. The first ever live Art of Touring What a blast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show if you're a touring musician, a performer, or even a wrestler. Hit me up. I would love to hear from you. Or just slide into the DMs at art of touring podcast on instagram you can listen to art of touring on wooshka and you can download it on itunes if you have enjoyed this episode please take a moment to give the podcast a rating within the podcast app on your phone and write a short review and stick around for next week's episode because there will be another one next tuesday i release them every week for free so get in on here and have a listen with old mate sis dog on the regular please do now let's get into some plugs the theme music for this show, for The Art of Turing, is a song called Start a Fire by The Pass Out, which is available to stream on Spotify or download on iTunes. You can grab the whole album by The Pass Out on all digital platforms. And if you'd like to grab a physical copy on either CD or glorious coloured vinyl or regular coloured vinyl, please go to thepassoutsband.bandcamp.com where you can get all our merch, including T-shirts, stickers, posters, and even skateboards. If you'd like to see me play live, I am playing a solo acoustic show this Friday the 1st of March at the Sporting Globe in Plenty Valley from 8 till 11pm and also the full band The Pass Outs are performing at this year's Whittlesea Community Festival on Barry Road in Thomastown on the main stage at around 3.30pm I believe on Sunday the 17th of March. Entry to the festival is free. It's a great family day out and stick around into the evening to enjoy the fireworks. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a few shout outs. Shout out to Chris Wall who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W UAHL. Big thanks to my guests this week, Electric Mary, Brett Wood, 
Pete Robinson, Rusty Brown, Alex Ronjack, and Paul Spider Marrett. Be sure to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all of their social channels, and keep an eye out for their album being released very soon on vinyl. But if you can't wait, grab it on CD right now or go and download it on iTunes or stream that bad boy on Spotify. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Art of Touring with the Sizz Dog. Oh, 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 oh. Woo! Remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by the Soul Food Cafe where they have the best damn chicken in the state.